This is the Mutual Audio Network. Shut up and listen. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode of Bells in the Battery was originally released, and that's the problem of a home studio. This episode of Bells in the Battery was originally released April 26th, 2016. They said they'd be here sometime today, Mr. Bell. Well, yeah, they said that yesterday, too, and the day before. Well, yeah, but today they double-dog guaranteed they'd be here. All right, and they're not only delivering, they're installing, right? That is correct, Mr. Bell. Oh, and there's also somebody else in the lobby to see you, and I have a special guest for today's show. You arranged for a guest? I certainly did. That's not your job. Sure it is. No, it's not. Sure it is. No, it's not. Sure it is. Is that the opening music I hear? It sure is. Okay, Go make sure that the guys get here and they install everything correctly. I gotta start the show. Hi, this is John Bell, episode 144 of Bells in the Bat Free. We're still getting the new Bat Free building here ready for future use, and I'm afraid we have one little snag. We've completed almost everything in the building except for the bathrooms. The toilets are overdue. Overflowing? Overdue. That'll make them overflow. There's nothing wrong with the toilets. Oh, that's a relief. Because they haven't been delivered or installed yet. Well, so much for relief, then. That's why we've been using the facilities at the gas station on the corner. Oh, that's why we've been going there. Literally. Can I please start the show? You should. The music's running out. Bells in the Bat Free, episode 144. And apparently we have at least one guest that we're going to uh, interview here in just a few moments. But right Mr. now... Mr. Bell, Mr. Bell, he's here! The guy with the toilets. The guy with the toilets! Show him in! Show him in! This way, sir! This way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're glad to see you! Yeah, well, stop throwing rose petals in front of where I'm walking. You're the guy from the toilet store! Yeah, Potty City, where every flush is a rush. Oh, boy, have we been waiting for you. Yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, according to my paperwork here, you ordered uh, two 27B Super Flush 1.5 GPF Extra Comfort models with uh, standard chrome handle. Is that right? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? They're toilets, right? Yeah, they're the 27B Super Flush 1.5. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, 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 fine. Just bring them in and install them. Yeah, I wish I could, but uh, I can't do that. You can't do that? Yeah, I can't do that. Why can you not do that? Because I uh, don't got them on the truck. Why aren't they on the truck? I'm pretty sure they were stolen. Stolen? Yeah, we put them on the truck for delivery uh, three or four days ago. They were the first ones on the truck. We put more on there. And uh, when we got to where we were going to deliver those, they weren't there. So when do you think they were stolen? I don't know. Sometime between the time we put them on the truck and uh, yesterday when I delivered the other toilets and noticed they weren't there. You noticed they weren't there yesterday? Yeah, they was gone. Why didn't you call the police? Hey, they're not my toilets. Well, they weren't my toilets. You hadn't delivered them yet. Oh, contrail, sir. I noticed on the paperwork here that you prepaid for these toilets, and I have been contracted to come here and deliver said toilets, which are yours and not mine. So you came here to deliver toilets that you didn't have because they've been stolen? Oh, no, 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 no. I came here to install the toilets that uh, you don't have because they got stolen. How can you install toilets that aren't here? Sir, according to the contract I have, I am to deliver and install two toilets, taking two hours at this time, and uh, that's my responsibility. So uh, where's the bathroom? We have two bathrooms. Oh, that's going to cost you extra. How can it cost me anything when you don't have anything to deliver or install? Hey, I'm just obligated to be here for two hours to install toilets. If you ain't got toilets to install, that's not my problem. That's your problem. But my toilets were stolen. Then you should have called the police. 
police. I didn't know they were stolen. If you can't keep track of your own property, that's not my concern. Look, just go wait outside. I'm going to make a few phone calls and see if I can straighten this out. Sure. I'll sit anywhere you want. <laughs> well, almost anywhere. You ain't got no toilets. Because for the next two hours, you're paying for the time. Well, I guess I better call the police and report this. Let's see. I uh, got the number here. Got a quarter. Our local phone company really needs to upgrade their equipment. I'm Sergeant Haiku. How may I help you today? Tell me your problem. I need to report a, uh, well, a theft, I guess. A theft, you say? Well, please describe what was taken. Two of our... We will assist you. Right. Two of our toilets were stolen. Your toilets are gone. Yes. How unfortunate this is. Well, it's certainly... I will send someone. Uh, thank you. Uh, we're in the Batfree building, which is located... I know where that is. Ah. It is the eyesore downtown. What? Detectives en route. Uh, thank you. It is our pleasure. That is what we are here for. We like to solve crimes. Um, Sergeant Haiku? That is my name, sir. Uh-huh. Hugh Haiku, to be exact. Yeah. It's on my nameplate. Are you speaking completely in haiku? A good question, sir. One, two, three, four, five. One that needs some One, two, pondering. One, three, four, five, six, seven. What do you think? Four, mm? five. Ah, um, I think I should go. Talking in haiku can be habit-forming. Yes. Then goodbye to you. Thank you for calling us cops. Have a good day. I will try to. Bub, shave in a haircut six bits. That's the best I can. Huh? I ran out of syllables. Huh? I think Brad is at the front desk. Let me find out. Brad, are you there? If you're there, Brad, you have to push the talk button on the intercom. Had a whole lot of experience working this front desk kind of thing. When is Miss Schmackelheimer coming back anyway, Mr. Bell? Well, Brad, I, uh, I, I really don't know. Uh, but we are going to start looking for a replacement very soon. And Hello, we... Mr. Bell. Are you there? Brad, you have to let go of the talk button if you want to hear what Mr. Bell, I... push talk on your intercom. Brad, I know that are I... Are you still there, Mr. Bell? Mr. Bell? Brad! Let go of the talk button when you want to hear me talk. Why would I want to hear you talk, Mr. Bell? On the intercom, Brad, so we can talk back and forth. Oh, let go of the button to uh, listen. Okay, will do, Mr. Bell. All right, let's try this again. Hello, Brad, are you there? Brad? Is it my turn to talk, Mr. Bell? If so, I'll uh, push down on the button here and... um. Now I'll let go and uh, see what you want to say. I was saying that Miss... Um, over. I was saying that Miss Schmackelheimer may not be coming back, so we're going to start looking for a replacement. Brad, you can talk... Are you done talking, Mr. Bell? Yes, Brad, I'm done talking. Because if you are, I'll let go of my button now. Good. That over. Ma- Listen, Brad, why don't you just come in here and we'll you know, talk? You might be a good idea if I just came in there, Mr. Bell. It'd be a lot less complicated for you. Gee, thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. So I'll the... just come on in. Fine. Do that. I appreciate it. Over. Oh, for crying out loud. Here I am, Mr. Bell. Say, um, did they ever get the uh, toilets installed, Mr. Bell? No, Brad. We don't even have any toilets because they were stolen a few days ago. Stolen? Wow. <laughs> Should have called the police. I didn't know they were...
Brad, who is out there waiting to see me? Oh, I've got two guests to be interviewed and a uh, Mr. Merriweather. Well, considering the disaster this show has been so far, why don't you send in the first guest? Roger, Mr. Bell. And who is our first guest? I just told you. You told me his name? Roger, Mr. Bell. His name is Roger, right? Oh, you don't want to play anymore? Just send Roger in, please. Will do, Mr. Bell. Hey, Rog, you're up! Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Hello, Mr. Uh... Um... Roger. Oh, Roger's your last name. Roger that. Oh, don't you start with me now. I'm here representing people that have a medical condition that some people find humorous. And that would be... Overactive bladders. Overactive... You're chortling, Mr. Bell. No, I'm not. People with OB can't walk down the street, watch a movie, catch an opera without having to go quite suddenly. Hit you like a ton of bricks? No, a ton of overfilled water balloons. This is a serious condition. I heard a chortle. I didn't chortle. You snickered. Maybe a little. When the need hits, we have only seconds to find a place for relief. I can see how that would be awkward. We're constantly saying, where is your bathroom? And how do people... Where is your bathroom? I got that. You say that when... Where is your bathroom? Now! Now? Now? Oh, now! Uh, Yeah, it's down the hall to the right. Thank you. Please excuse me. I'll be back in just a moment. But you should know that... I'm sleeping here. Maybe I should tell him about the service station on the corner. Yes, Brad. Yes, Brad. What is it? Brad, are you holding down the talk button to talk or... Brad, 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 look at the intercom. Are you pushing the talk button or the buzzer button? I'm uh, pushing the talk button, Mr. Bell. No, I think... Over. I think you were pushing the buzzer button instead of the talk button. Oh, no, let me find out something here. Did you just hear me or the buzzer? I heard the buzz... Over. I heard the buzzer, Brad. Oh, well, that'll explain it. You need to be more careful there, Mr. Bell. Brad, I'm not the one that pushed the... Oh, for heaven's sake. What is it, Brad? There are a couple of uh, men here to see you, Mr. Bell. Oh? They're C-O-P-S. Oh. Are they standing at the desk, Brad? That's a roger on that, Mr. Bell. Don't you think they can hear what you're saying? Oh, no, Mr. Bell. I'm speaking sotto voce. What? I'm whispering loudly like they do on TV so nobody can hear me, Mr. Bell. I'm sorry, Brad. I couldn't hear you. Huh. See? Told you. Told you. Works every time. Every time. So should I uh, send him in, Mr. Bell? Or are you doing something you don't want the COPS to know about? Just send them in, Brad. Right. The coast is clear. It's under the rug. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, guys, you can go on. Oh, they, they heard us. Hello, thanks for getting here so promptly. I'm John Bell. I'm Detective Freeverse. This is my partner, Detective Limerick. Detective Freeverse and Detective Limerick. Is that actually your name? Limerick is surely my name. I make no other surname claim. I'm not Tom, Dick, or Harry, Moe, Curly, or Larry. Ask again, and I'll tell you the same. So you're Freeverse and Limerick. He's Freeverse. He speaks his mind with no constraints. Freedom is Miranda's. He's Limerick. He's a fan of ABBA when it's A-A-B-B-A. You have the right to sit silently and we'll get you a lawyer for free. But if you try to run, I'll pull out my gun and put three in your knee with glee. See? Together, they solve crimes as... Freeverse and Limerick. Pull over. If you do not stop presently, I'll put a cork in it. This fall on the Squirrel Network.
Well, that was certainly a detective moment. We'd like to see the scene of the crime, please. Oh, well, the scene of the crime is actually the truck that delivered the toilet. So they delivered them to you, then they were stolen. No, they were actually never delivered. They were stolen before they were delivered. So you never took possession of these toilets? Well, apparently, technically, yes, I did. But they got stolen before they were here, even though... Follow me. Let me just show you the bathroom where they're supposed to be. All right. Anything you can do to help. We go out this door, and it's just down this hall. This case just doesn't make sense. I think this bell is really quite dense. Are you speaking sort of okay? I don't think that's okay. And his rhyming is a capital offense. We just turn this corner and... It's right up ahead. Would we consider that person a suspect? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. He's just looking for a place to... Uh, he's just, uh... Here are the bathrooms. So this is where the toilets would be if you had the toilets which were stolen before you had the toilets. Yes. And there's the guy who was sent to deliver and install them. Well, hey, 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 hold on there just a minute. I, I'm an innocent pawn in this whole thing, there. So you don't know anything about the theft of the toilets? No, I'm just here to, uh, you know, install the toilets, which I can't do, but I'm contracted for two hours, so here I am. So we got no witnesses, we got no fingerprints, we got no hard evidence. I mean, come on! Is there anything you can tell me that'll help? We cannot do this alone, so please try to throw us a bone. Is there someone suspicious who had obvious wishes to steal your porcelain throne? Mr. Bell, I came up with a new invention that'll completely do away with old-fashioned, water-wasting, earth-destroying, overly expensive, no-right-to-exist ordinary toilets. Really not a good time, Arnie. I mean, I'm really glad to see our toilets aren't here. Why, if they were here, I would have taken them out and thrown them away. I'm that mad at ordinary toilets. Arnie, why don't you tell these nice detectives who are investigating the missing toilets that you don't mean what you're saying? Detectives? Of course it's April Fool's Day. I'm just kidding. It's not April Fool's Day. That's what makes it such a big surprise. (laughs) I was just joking around about wanting to, because I didn't want to, I mean, I wouldn't if, if, I gotta go now. There's really no way he could have... He's not a suspect. Oh, thank heavens. So, when do you think you might get my toilets back? Get them back? How? We've solved many cases to crow on, and none of them we were slow on. But we cannot race through this no-toilet case when there's nothing here we can go on. <laughs> He's done it again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wonderful. Okay, well, thank you for dropping by. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll just let ourselves out. Uh, This battery place is a pain. Let's not come here again. Though you may not believe, I'm so anxious to leave. There's no last line to this. I've got to get this day over with. Brad? Brad, are you at the front desk? Brad? Oh, hi, Mr. Bell. Didn't you hear me calling you? What? Didn't you hear me call... What? Take out your earbuds. Wait a minute. Let me take out my earbuds. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Was that all you needed, Mr. Bell? No, that isn't all I needed. What are you listening to? (laughs) A funny podcast, Mr. Bell. Ah, I assume it's not Bell's in the the battery. I think so. What is it, Brad? It's called Star Plot. It's by Jeff Music. It's it's, it's full of aliens and space travel and and Volkswagens. Volkswagens. Alien-filled space-traveling Volkswagens. Okay, that's that's fine, Brad. I need you to... You can find it on iTunes. Right, iTunes, yeah. Star Plot. Yeah. One word. Listen, Brad. By Jeff Music. 
How much? Well, it's free to listen, Mr. Bell. How much is he paying you to plug his podcast on this show? Is there something else you wanted, Mr. Bell? Yes. Didn't you say I had somebody else I needed to see? Oh, yes, Mr. Merriweather. He's in the green room. Oh, okay. Of course, it's not really green. Yeah, that's okay. We but... didn't get around to painting it yet. I see. We may paint it later this evening. So he's the last person I need to see today, right? No, 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 no. You have one more person to interview. Oh, Brad, I really am not up to another interview. Could you possibly tell he's him... He's in the studio waiting for you. ...that I'll be right there. Then I'll talk to Mr. Merriweather, and we can get this nightmare of a day over with. You need to lighten up, Mr. Bell. You need to listen to Star Plot by... And I go down the hall here to the studio. Hi there. Uh, you must be my next guest. Yes, yes, I am. I've been waiting for a while. Terribly, terribly sorry. Let me just uh, sit down here and uh, if you will introduce yourself to me and our audience. My name is Buck Buxton. Mm -hmm. I'm with the NRA. Oh, I'm here to talk about firearm safety. Well, that's a very important topic. Uh, you can just begin. Hello, I'm Buck Buxton. Yeah, we've... I'm with the NRA. Covered... I'm here to talk about firearm safety. All righty. Mr. Bell, if I may do a little demonstration. Well, certainly, as long as you're safe. <laughs> See, you're here talking about firearm safety. You've got to be <clears throat> safe. <clears throat> Firearms can be very dangerous. Yes, dangerous. So when you handle firearms, handle them safely. Very good. For instance, you'll notice that I am now covering my arms with this gelatin. Why are you... It's a very, very flammable gelatin, so keep it away from sparks. Uh-huh. Until you are ready. Ready? I now light the gelatin. What? No, wait! Your, your arms... They're on fire! That's what I'm here to talk about, firearm safety. I thought you... I see, didn't you say you were from the NRA? Yes, the Network of Rousing Acts. Huh? We have unusual acts, like... Uh, Setting your arms on fire. Ah, good example. Uh, could you put out the fire, please? Certainly. Just hand me the fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher? Yes, the fire extinguisher you have at the ready. At the... And hurry up, please. This is getting quite warm. Uh, I don't know anything about a fire extinguisher being at the... I plainly stated in my pre-interview notes that I always hand out... Excuse me, Mr. Bell. I meant to hand you this note before the interview. Huh? Hope it's not too important. Brad? Oh, boy. Look at those flames. That's quite an act, fellow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm quite proud of it. Uh, do you have the fire extinguisher? Fire extinguisher? Uh, you need one? I think the walls have caught fire. And there goes the fire alarm. And the sprinkler should be kicking in right about now. Well, yeah, we had to turn off the water because of our non-toilet situation. <laughs> I suppose I'd better stop, drop, and roll then. Yeah, that'd be wise there. Oh, look at that. You set fire to the rug. All right, everybody, everybody out of the building. This place is on fire. Everybody outside now. <laughs> Well, it wasn't even finished. And there goes the new battery building. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's a shame. Quite a blaze, too. Yeah, well, on the bright side, at least I'm insured. Oh, oh is that so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir, but have we met? Uh, no, 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 no. Not in person, at least. I, I was waiting in your lobby. 
a while to, to see you. Oh, 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 you must be Mr. Uh, Mr. Happy Rain. Merryweather. Yes, Merryweather. Yeah. I'm, I'm terribly sorry to uh -huh. keep you waiting for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How can I help you? Oh, well, actually, I, I'm here to help you, you see. <laughs> I'm your insurance man. <laughs> what a... What an amazing coincidence. I am so <laughs> glad to meet you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, indeed. How do you do, Mr. Bell? I do a lot better now that you're here. So, um, how can you help me? Well, I, I didn't come here for the claim. I mean, when I came here, the building was still standing. <laughs> yes, 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 it was. I, I, I came here, actually, to, uh, to, to deliver your policy. Oh, oh, how wonderful. Good. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and, and uh, to get you to sign it. I hadn't signed my policy yet. No, 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 you, uh, you hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um... Would it be possible for me to... No. No. Hmm. Well, I'd better be getting back to the office now. Uh, good luck, Mr. Bell. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think I'll go home and go to bed. You've been listening to Bells in the Bat Free, episode 144. Copyright 2016 by John Bell Creative, LLC. And now, the epilogue. What? What was that? Hello? Somebody there? What's that sound? There's... Somebody or something here. I, I can't see you in the dark. Who are you? This is Miss Schmeckelheimer. Miss Sadie Schmeckelheimer. Eep. We pop into the village shop. Pal had suggested we extend the walk to the other side of Renslow to look at the farmhouse he mentioned. I agree on condition that we grab some drinks and snacks. The shop we find ourselves in has the same tone and quality as the hotel. Someone must have made a valiant effort to create homespun, handcrafted Victorian domestic contentment, or at least what passed for that in the 1970s. And since then, it's lain untouched, including some of the stock for sale, which now looks like a collection of pub ornaments. Framed embroidery and woodwork thick with off-white gloss. A whole wall of second-hand VHS tapes for sale, neatly crammed onto stripped pine bookshelves. Everything in the shop window looks like a thing that somebody once had lost. From out the back comes a thin-lipped woman in her sixties who looks at us with calm intensity. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hi. Uh, we'll take these drinks, please, and uh, perhaps something to eat for the walk? Yes, we've got everything you see here, and there's some more in the cabinet over there. Ah, what shall I have? Uh, what's the most local thing you've got? Local? Yeah, uh, local delicacy, low food miles. Well, it's all fairly local. These are all from the Woodrow Bakery in the next village. Mrs. Clindenny makes the flatjacks. They're usually all right. What are and these? 
Ah, yes, well, those are, yes, very local. In fact, I don't think anywhere else sells them. They don't come in all the time. What have they got in them? It's an unusual colour, isn't it? It's the seaweed gives it that colour. Makes the cake a little bit salty too. But that's how we like them. We'll take two, please. Of course. That's £4.40 in all. What are they called? We call them dawn gleanings. You go down to the beach just before dawn. That's when you have a chance of finding them. They're hard to see, though. You might mistake one for a big pebble or a shell. So you have to know what you're looking for. But if they want you to find them, you'll come back with a basket full of dawn gleanings. You should always leave something behind as payment. Always. A small piece of meat is good. It doesn't matter if it's grisly. It's a token of respect more than anything for those who made them. Who? Who makes them? Those who have passed. Some people in the village think that's just a story, so careful who you go telling it to. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We take a long walk that afternoon, across the fields and footpaths to a farmhouse. Three years ago, it had been the scene of a murder. It was all over the papers at the time, but I was deep in my second-year dissertation and paying very little attention to the news. From what I did hear, it sounded to me like a sordid little story, with one-dimensional characters and no moral at the end. I agree with you. It is bland, it is tragic, and it is banal, but only on the surface. As I munch on my dawn gleanings, which are a bit salty and seaweedy, Maletsky is selling it to me, as if it's a classic opera he cries at every time. There are some minor details about the murder which have no explanation. They seem to me to be part of the mystery of the landscape through which we walk. So, George Mallon, living on his own in a remote farmhouse, shoots a burglar dead. Yes. George Malham is known to be strongly xenophobic and the burglar happens to be Romany. Yes. George Malham has a history of mental illness, which he is not taking medication for, and a pump-action shotgun, which he does not have a licence for. This is all correct. But, of course, there are other ways of telling the story. 